Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. As promised last time, in this episode, we're going to continue our response to Kennedy Hall's video, Why I Am Not a Sedeva Contest. But before we do that, some news from Vatican City. This past Sunday, June 25th, the false pope in Rome, Jorge Bergoglio, also known as Francis, had a difficult task for his Angelus address. He had to give a catechetical reflection on the gospel reading of the day, and this time the passage was from the 10th chapter of St. Matthew, where Christ speaks about not being afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Instead, our Lord said, we ought to fear him who can kill both body and soul in hell. The term our Lord used was Gehenna, a common biblical metaphor for hell. Now, if you know anything about Pope Francis, you know that that is a message that doesn't fly with him at all. That's because it focuses on the supernatural life of the soul and reminds us that our earthly life will have been in vain if, in the end, we lose our soul and spend eternity in hell. Now, if there's one thing the papal pretender from Buenos Aires does not want to talk about, it's the possibility of damnation. Unless he needs some powerful words against the mafia, then he suddenly remembers that people can go to hell. Besides, it's rather difficult for him to fit his ideological talking points into that gospel passage. I mean, how do you twist what our Lord said into the Bregolian agenda of everyone's included, mercy, 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 God never condemns, and caresses migrants and soup kitchens? Yeah, not an easy task, but Francis did manage. He did it by pretending that when our Lord contrasted the temporal life of the body with the eternal life of the soul, he meant to juxtapose a trivial temporal life with a meaningful temporal life. Here is what the papal pretender said verbatim, quote, Jesus speaks about Gehenna in order to say that the true fear we should have is that of throwing away one's own life. Jesus says, yes, be afraid of that. It was like saying, you do not need so much to be afraid of suffering misunderstanding and criticism, of losing prestige and economic advantages to remain faithful to the gospel. No, but of wasting your existence in the pursuit of trivial things that do not fill life with meaning. This is important for us today. Even today, in fact, some are ridiculed or discriminated against for not following certain fads, which, however, place second-rate realities at the center. For example, to follow after things instead of people, achievement instead of relationships. Unquote. Didn't you know that? When Christ said not to be afraid of him who can kill the body, but of him who can kill body and soul, he really meant that we should follow after people, instead of things and worry about relationships rather than achievements. Notice that there is nothing supernatural in that message at all. 
Francis has completely neutralized the salutary warning of our Lord and turned it into some generic naturalist self-help lather that might just as well have been offered by the Dalai Lama, and that has all the spiritual value of a Hallmark greeting card. It is utterly amazing how this Jesuit theological shyster can get away with that. But then he also says that religious differences between people are necessary, and no one bats an eye. By the way, ask yourself this. Who would have an interest in keeping the truth about the danger of hell away from souls? Would it be our blessed Lord, who suffered and died for souls precisely so that they would not end up there, and who himself warned of the reality of the danger of hell throughout his earthly ministry? Or would it be the devil, who wants to see as many souls eternally damned as possible? It's not all that difficult to figure out whose vicar Francis really is. All right, now on to Kennedy Hall. We're continuing our critique of his video, Why I Am Not a Sedevacantist, published May 26th, 2023. We're at the four minute and seven second mark. There are other ways to be a schismatic. Uh, one of the ways to be a schismatic, at least by definition, and I'm not throwing this around loosely, I'm just putting that out there. But the other ways you could be a schismatic are to reject having communion with your fellow Catholics. And there are many Sedes who will reject uh, the Catholicity or the Catholic uh, the Catholic status of other baptized Catholics out of principle, and that to me seems like a dangerous proposition, and that's another conversation for another day. All right, uh, let me address this briefly. Yes, schism can be committed in two ways, by refusing to submit to the Roman pontiff, but also by refusing to maintain communion with other members of the church. But here's the part Kennedy Hall didn't say, and I don't think it was intentional, I think it's just a nuance that escapes a lot of people. We're talking about refusal of communion with other members of the church who are subject to the Roman pontiff. And you can find that spelled out like that in Canon 1325, paragraph 2 of the 1917 Code of Canon Law. Because, in fact... That's part of the definition of church membership. You cannot be a member of the Catholic Church if you are not subject to the Roman pontiff. But then we, Sedevacantus, believe there currently is no Roman pontiff to be subject to. So you can see that this gets a little difficult. And the accusation that Sedevacantus are guilty of refusing communion with other Catholics is actually a case of begging the question, because it assumes that the institution headed by Francis is the Catholic Church, and it assumes that Francis is the Pope. And it even assumes, in a way, that the recognize and resist trads, like Kennedy Hall, are actually subject to him, which they're really not, but you can see that this gets really messy really quickly, and I don't want to elaborate on this any further now, but I think it's clear that this is not an argument that's going to help Kennedy Hall. Let's continue at the 6 minute 29 second mark. So there are some Sedevacantists who are real strong intellectuals. And my reasons for um, not submitting to the Sedevacantist thesis or one of the Sedevacantist thesis 
doesn't really actually have that much to do with the intellectual side. As we'll talk about, it has more to do with the behavior um, of many prominent figures in the state of a conscious movement, but not with the intellectual side. Uh, because if I'm being honest, there are very strong arguments for Sede Vicantism. Okay, he kind of lost me there. So he publishes a video entitled Why I'm Not a Sede Vicantist, and after a few minutes of talking, he reveals that he agrees that Sede Vicantism is pretty reasonable, but his chief reason for not wanting to embrace it is how some Sede Vicantists act, supposedly. Now look, Kennedy Hall is not a dummy, right? He's smart enough to know that that is a fallacious argument, and he would never accept that excuse, for example, from a Baptist who says, you know, I think the case for Catholicism is really strong, but all the Catholics I've encountered, man, I don't like how they acted. So for me, Catholicism is just not an option. Nonsense. Anyway, let's uh, fast forward to 7 minutes and 54 seconds. My main reason, I should say, for uh, rejecting state of occultism, as I said, is not intellectual. It's behavioral and almost a gut reaction. And maybe people won't think that's very sophisticated. Well, I am not that sophisticated. Look at my beard. It looks like it needs a weed whacker. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, Kennedy, I cannot let you get away with that. You just wrote and published a 217-page book about the Society of St. Pius X, addressing every SSPX-related issue such as schism, excommunication, supply jurisdiction, irregular canonical status, etc., etc., even presuming to disagree with the decrees and decisions made by the Vatican about this. Do not, now, when it's convenient, play the, oh, well, I'm just some bumpkin with a webcam argument. No. If you're just some simpleton who's entitled to go by his gut rather than by his intellect, then you have no business writing a book defending the SSPX. You can't have it both ways. All right, we'll skip the beard oil commercial and uh, also some of the fluff that Hall offers until we finally hear something somewhat resembling an argument. And uh, so we're now at the 13 minute and 41 second mark. I've started to notice extremely similar critiques from a lot of the Sede Vacantist talking heads. And I've started to ask myself why that is. Because it's sort of a litmus test for me. When someone is vehemently against Archbishop Lefebvre and against the Society of St. Pius X and spends a lot of time going after traditional Catholics that support the SSPX, I find that very telling that, in my opinion, someone is just really off about Catholicism. Now, don't confuse my meaning. I'm not saying that if you are not someone who knows a lot about the SSPX, you're not a good Catholic. I'm not saying anything of the sort. I'm just saying for me, in this time that we're in, in 2023, living through this crisis in the church, it just seems like one of the dumbest things to do for people to spend time going after the SSPX. All right, notice how this is a completely subjective argument. Several times he says, for me, for me. Well, excuse me, but you're not the standard of Catholicism, nor am I. So he, for him, likes Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre. Okay, but that's just he. Right? Do others get to choose their own standards too? 
I mean, maybe some like uh, Blaise Supich or Kevin Farrell. Or how about, hey, how about Pope Francis? <laughs> the latter would actually make sense if you claim he's the Pope. But no, Kennedy Hall has his own standard. Archbishop Lefebvre, Society of St. Pius X. Okay, so then Hall goes on to talk at some length about how, even if you think the SSPX is problematic, well, there are many other problems in the church that are much worse and more acute than the SSPX. And yeah, that's true. If you believe Francis is the Pope and the modernist sect is the Catholic Church. Because obviously, if the Vicar of Christ tells Buddhists to keep following their master Buddha, if he teaches that God wills false religions as an enrichment for humanity and continually says that Protestants and Orthodox are part of the mystical body of Christ and have a mission from God. If the Vatican congratulates Hindus on their feast of Diwali every year and celebrates Hanukkah with Jews... If the church is being overrun by the sodomite lobby and the only thing the Pope really fights against is the traditional Latin mass, then, yeah, who cares if the SSPX has an irregular canonical status? That's true. But then nothing else really matters either. Right? If Francis is a true Pope and the Novus Ordo Church is the Catholic Church, then what does any of it matter? In fact, then you might as well be a Sedevacantist, because then that won't matter either. Let's go to the 16-minute, 42-second mark. So when I see people spending their energy going after the Society of St. Pius X, to be honest, I just have to give my head a shake. And I realize, of all the things... If somebody is going to spend their energy going after the SSPX and Archbishop Lefebvre in 2023 with everything that has transpired and all that is going on, it's very hard for me to believe that those involved really do care about souls. Oh, so he's saying this about Sedevacantists. He's upset and cannot understand why, with all the garbage that's going on in the new church, Sedevacantists would go after the SSPX. Okay, well, let me answer that. The short answer is because the SSPX is false traditionalism. The Society of St. Pius X presents itself as the orthodox solution when in fact it is just another movement that, wittingly or not, undermines traditional Catholicism. Even if Hall disagrees, this is not difficult to understand. If we care about truth and want to save souls, then obviously we have to oppose any and all error, not just modernism. In fact, a false opposition, a false alternative that presents itself as the orthodox solution, is in some sense even more dangerous than the open apostasy of the Novus Ordo. Don't misunderstand. This has nothing to do with judging people or being mean or anything like that. We totally understand that there are many good souls in the SSPX who are just trying to do their best to escape the madness and do God's will and raise good families. That's perfectly understood. But that doesn't make the SSPX right. And it doesn't mean that those souls are not in danger, at least objectively speaking. 
will leave the subjective to God. The SSPX, regardless of intentions, teaches people a seriously distorted ecclesiology. It misleads people regarding the church and the papacy, and it sets itself up as the final arbiter of doctrine and liturgy and effectively presumes to overrule the judgments of the supposed Holy See, to mention just a few things. Read the 1873 encyclical Quartus Supra of Pope Pius IX and see how many errors Pius IX condemns in that text that are almost verbatim the same errors held and promoted today by the Lefebvreists, by the SSPX. Kennedy Hall's argument only works if the SSPX position is a perfectly legitimate and orthodox alternative alongside Sedevacantism. But that's not the case. And so Hall is upset that Sedevacantus would spend so much time and effort arguing against the Society of St. Pius X because he has not understood how serious the differences between Lefebvreism and Sedevacantism are. They're not two flavors of the same thing. They're two very different things, even if externally they resemble one another to an extent. All right, next, let's go to 17 minutes and 48 seconds. At a certain point, whether we're looking at canon law or church history or whatever, we do need to put down our textbooks, put down our Wikipedia, put down our whatever for a moment, and realize that we are Catholics, and if we are attending valid sacraments, and we are living in a state of grace, then we can ask for the Holy Ghost to guide us in our lives. And if that's the case, we should see some fruits of that sort of thing. And the fact that so many Sedes spend their time really going after a lot of other traditional Catholics, to me, I just don't see good fruits. Maybe that's not a very sophisticated argument, but I just don't see it. All right. So, like I said, this only works if you already agree with Kennedy Hall that the SSPX is a legitimate and perfectly orthodox option for a Catholic. But that's not an effective argument against Sedevacantism, since from the very outset it already assumes as true the very thing that Sedevacantists dispute. So Hall is really not making sense. He's saying, oh, look at these bad fruits. But he's labeling as bad fruits things that are only bad fruits if Sedevacantists are wrong and the SSPX is right. In other words, if Sedevacantists are right and the SSPX position is in fact a false alternative, a collection of dangerous errors about the church and the papacy, then what he's denouncing as bad fruits are really not bad fruits at all, but good fruits. And as far as valid sacraments go, you know, the SSPX has some priests in its ranks that were ordained in the Novus Ordo and were not conditionally reordained. Now, that's invalid masses and invalid absolutions. Furthermore, thanks to the Novus Ordo Bishop Vitus Wander, the SSPX now also has invalid holy oils somewhere in Europe, certainly in Germany and possibly elsewhere, and that means invalid last rites and invalid confirmations where those oils are used. 
Folks, the matter is serious. Okay, last soundbite now, 19 minutes and 39 seconds. As I've released this book, my book on Marcel Lefebvre, oops, which you can find in the description of this video, and seeing the energy spent by both sort of the leftists in the conservative Catholic movement and the Sades in the sort of fringe traditional Catholic movement, I realized they're basically in so many ways two sides of the same coin. And I just don't really want any part of it. You know, this is really not terribly sophisticated. Oh, look, the conservative Novus Ordos are attacking the SSPX and the Sede Vacantis are attacking the SSPX. See, they're the same. I mean, this is kindergarten argumentation, guilt by association. The reason why there is this overlap is actually quite simple. Both conservative Novus Ordos and Sede Vacantists share the pre-Vatican II understanding of the required submission to the Pope. And so both sides here recognize that the SSPX has not retained that understanding, but distorts it because otherwise it would either have to follow Francis in his errors and embrace his heretical magisterium, or else say that Francis is not the Pope. That's all that's going on here. All right, with that, we have completed our critique of Kennedy Hall's video, Why I Am Not a Sedevacantist. And I would say in summary that, I'm sorry, but it's a pretty useless clip, in my opinion. 20 minutes of wasted time. The argumentation is very subjective, it's not convincing, and it reveals a number of significant flaws in reasoning. But then, that is bound to happen when you approach theological topics with your gut more than with your mind. Tratcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tratcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org slash donate.